There were five things I wanted to be when I grew up at various times in my life. One was to be a bus driver. One was to be a U.S. Marine. Another was to be a journalist. Another was to be a writer of fiction. And the fifth was to be shortstop for the Brooklyn Dodgers. <laughs> I'm here to tell you with great pride that I have made four out of the five. The bus driver being the latest, I just uh, three months ago purchased and took possession of a 1946 23-passenger flexible clipper, which I have at my house up in West Virginia outside Washington. Now, why do I have a 1946 23-passenger flexible clipper? Because in 1946, my father started a little bus line in Kansas called the Kansas Central Lines. It started, it opened for business in June 1946 and went belly up in July 1947. And one of the reasons was it was after the war, he didn't have enough money to buy a new bus. And the new bus that he wanted to buy was a 23-passenger flexible clipper. And I, it, I mean, I don't know what it means, but I found one that a man had uh, in a little town in Virginia, and I bought it, and I now have it, and I drive it down the little roads of West Virginia, and I think to myself, Dad, if you could only see me now, we finally got the bus, a little late, but we got it. As far as the shortstop for the Brooklyn Dodgers thing, I feel like I'm off the hook on that one after they moved to Los Angeles. Uh, forget it. In 1917, when I was 17 years old, <laughs> bad, bad. When I was 17 years old, I decided I wanted to be a writer. I wanted to be a newspaper man, and I wanted to be a writer of fiction. I wanted to be Ernie Pyle, Robert Ruark, and Ernest Hemingway. Why I, follow, I decided to follow the Hemingway route, the Hemingway rule, Hemingway said, if you wanted to be a writer of fiction, be a newspaper man first. It keeps bread on the table. It forces you every day to deal in some semi-coherent way with the English language. And it also puts you in, posi in a position to have experiences that you might want to write about someday. I bought that hook, line, and sinker. I went off uh, in the introduction said I went to the University of Missouri. Yes, I did. But the first two years, I went to a little tiny junior college in South Texas. It was, uh, I was editor of the newspaper there too, and I wrote, uh, I wrote all the stories, I edited them, I laid them out, and then I took it to the printing press, and then I brought them back to the school, and then I distributed them. And the lead story in the first issue of my, under my jurisdiction, under my editorship, the lead story, the banner was, the name of the college was Victoria College. The banner headline was VC Enrollment Soars to 320. It was one of those kind of schools that Robert McNeil, my partner, talks about when he jokes about Texas. He's a Canadian, I'm a Texan, and we exchange jokes about our various nationalities. His current Texas joke is a commencement in South Texas at a small college like the one I went to. The president gets up and says, got some really bad news. Bubba isn't going to graduate with the rest of you. And the the senior class rises as one and says, no, no. The president says, all right, I'll give Bubba one more chance. Bubba, I'm going to ask you one question. You can answer this one question, then you'll graduate with your class. Bubba says, okay. All right, here's the question. What is two times four? Bubba anguishes and he thinks, and he finally says, 
eight. And his classmates rise as one and say, give him another chance. <laughs> 30 years in journalism has meant for me being present. It is the most glorious way to make a living that God, man, and woman ever created. I've been, sit I've been sitting here all day listening to the, the folks talk. And first of all, I was amazed at the number of them I have interviewed in the course of uh, being a professional journalist. I was amazed, for instance, when Colin Powell, when General Powell, who's also been on our program, when he was talking about uh, Lech Valencia, Vaslav Havel, Nelson Mandela, I've interviewed all those folks when they were here. Uh, I realized that because I decided no lightning came through any window, I just made the decision, as I said earlier, when I was 17 years old, that I wanted to be a journalist. I have been around for all of the major events of the last 30 years. I've been there, I've, I've watched and I've listened, and I've been a most fortunate person. And I would, if any of you all, any of you young folks are thinking about a way to keep bread on the table and to keep, uh, keep your mind and your attention focused and to have a really good time and get people to pay you to have a really good time, I would urge you to think of journalism. Do I have any advice to everyone? Yes. And it's very simple. It's, uh, it's a lot like Mr. Pittman's in a way. I'd paraphrase what he said. My advice to you is take risks. If you are not willing to risk your spirit, your mind, your time, your energy, and if you spend all of your time thinking and searching for that safe place, you may find the safe place, but it will be so bad and so boring you will wonder what in the world you were doing. You, if you don't risk anything, then nothing's going to mean anything to you. I would urge you with every ounce of energy, intellectually and otherwise, that I have, and I don't mean just on, on the job. I mean in your personal relationships at all. Commit yourself to other people, whether they be friends or whether they be lovers or whether they be spouses or whether they be your children or your grandchildren. Live it to the fullest. It means you're going to get some knocks. It's like Steve Largent said, it's not just football players that get their heads hit, but getting your head hit, your peaks and your valleys are what is the human condition. And if you don't experience the human condition, what's the point of the exercise? Thank you very much.